0: I simply love what you've done with this place. Heavy metal meets house and garden. It's so.
1: you. And yet so. You.
0: Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not-so-stereotypical millennials will continue our Batman Movie Night uh, miniseries, I guess you could call it, with Batman Forever from 1995. All right, this week I am lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter.
2: And Wife Power.
0: All right, we're returning to the Bat Universe. We um, reviewed the newest movie the batman we went back and spoke about um the tim burton movies as well from the early 90s and then just a couple of years later they decided it's time for schumacher to take over and take the reins and um i think uh we enjoyed rewatching those originals lots of mixed thoughts we had some special guests if anyone hasn't listened to those episodes you can find those on our feed as well but now it's time to uh to dig into some uh, Jim Carrey action, I think is probably the mo- the biggest thing that stands out to this movie, at least for me, anyway. Well so so, said. Yeah. So re- really briefly, um, let's uh, let's quickly do our uh, overall thoughts of the movie, and then we're gonna dig into uh, some scene by scene, or at least some scenes here and there. And uh, three acts. Yeah, the three act structure. I think broadly, um, we tried to figure out what the three acts were before we hit record, and and we. I think we got it. <laughs> it's hard to tell with this movie. So, <laughs>
1: unfortunately, um, it's not a real movie. It's so there is not really three acts to it. It's so. not a real movie. It's an
0: experience. <laughs> okay, um, wife power. I want to start with you. I am interested because um, you had some uh, up and down feelings about the Tim Burton movies. I think you uh, definitely. I think we all sort of enjoyed them, but I am interested to, to hear what you thought about the at least the first of these uh, Schumacher digs here.
2: I don't hate this movie. Um, obviously, it's not perfect, but it's fun. And and I find it weird when people say that they like the Tim Burton movies, but don't like these ones, because to me, they're very similar. And the one thing that we did notice that I never noticed when I was a kid is that these movies aren't a reboot. They're actually just a continuation of the Tim Burton story of Batman. They just recast Batman. Um, That is the craziest
1: part. I was like losing my mind. I was like, this is a sequel. It's like, this is a sequel to Batman returns. Batman forever. I did not remember that at all. It's insane.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I, it, it was something that like, I never pieced together. And then, Rewatching, maybe just rewatching them so close together, but it's like rewatching this movie, just the whole beginning part, you're just like, this really is a sequel. Like, this is just the, he's, he, he does take a little bit, he it takes more of like a colorful spin on the movie, whereas like the Tim Burton ones were a bit darker. But it's, it is a continuation of the story and of the, of that Batman character. But again, I, I don't hate these, I don't hate, well, let's see what happens with that and Robin. But like, I don't hate this movie. I I enjoyed rewatching it. There's some parts where you shake your head and you're like, Oh my god, this is ridiculous. But at the same time, it's it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be campy. So it's hard to like the movie itself doesn't take itself seriously. So it's it's like if you're a viewer and you're taking it seriously, it doesn't. You'll like, yeah, you will nitpick a whole bunch of stuff. But
3: yeah, like that's on you. Yeah, right, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Ian, what about you, man? Well, it's a long way from 95 to 2005, which when we got Batman Begins. So I think this is still another Batman movie that kind of fits in with, like wife Power said, the Burden films. He's even a producer on this one. So that's where I go, okay, well this could be make a decent trilogy if they just cut it off there it would be great, but they had to go on. <laughs> and we're going to review Batman and Robin and it's going to be glorious. But uh no, I just I think like I started off watching this film being like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this the way I remember it and you know what I mean? Like cuz you're starting to see you know, there's a there's a dip in CGI, there's like a whole a mess of things that like don't hold up to modern films. But at the same time, when I think Dave, you mentioned best, like Jim Carrey is full-blown Jim Carrey in this movie. And like in the 90s, anything Jim Carrey touched, I loved. So, I mean, Batman Forever Nostalgia kicks in the second we kind of get Edward Nygma on the scene. Everything else is kind of like, I think, uh, yeah, it's a little questionable, but uh, it's it's not the greatest film, but it does fit in with the trilogy in my mind. And that's where I'm, where I'm at, non-spoiler. All right. Fair enough. Mike, I'm going to leave you to last (laughs) because I feel like you have the
0: most uh, or not not strongest opinion, but I think uh, I don't know. I'm just interested to hear what you have uh, last. But for me, um, I'm I'm the same with with uh, with Ian and and wife power. I think that honestly, um, I expected to go in really not enjoying this movie. Like, you know, wife power, you said I didn't hate this movie. And in a way, I thought I might hate this movie. And I was honestly worried that I would, but I was also excited to watch something that I knew was super campy. And that's exactly what it is. But I, I don't know, man. I just, I aside from a couple of scenes, I had so much fun watching this movie and I'm so glad we're watching it and, and watching both of these. And that's all I wanted out of it. And I did not realize and I did not remember that this is so much of a Jim Carrey movie. You know, once you hit about the 40 minute mark, this is the mask mixed with liar, liar mixed with Ace Ventura. Like that's what this movie is. And that's exactly, it's so, it's so good. It's crazy, goofy, fun, Jim Carrey. And that's, that's all I'm I'm here for. I mean, I think Tommy Lee Jones, uh, unfortunately he kind of takes a back seat once, once Riddler shows up, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's, he's doing he's doing pretty good stuff. Everyone outside of those two is very meh. It's not great, but uh but those two alone make this movie and I don't th- again, I don't think it's amazing, but I had fun with it and um I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. And that's a pleasant surprise. So, I'm all good with it. Mike, what do you think?
1: I have <laughs> like the opposite feelings of Dave. Like I actually <laughs> think Val Kilmer's good. I think Tommy Lee Jones is shit. Like he's a good actor,
0: really. I actually with killer. you on
1: that, Mike. But, I'm with you on that. But, yeah, I don't and know. And I think Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey, but he's bad in this movie. It's a bad <gasps> movie. I'm against you on that. I'm Sorry. against you. <laughs> like he's fun, but the character is bad. The character is very stupid. He's yeah,
0: well, fun. no, that's what yeah. I mean. He's he's fun. He's yeah, fun. Absolutely. He's doing his best. Absolutely. But I will,
1: he's I'll, doing his best. Basically, <laughs> he gets a participation. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, like he's he's doing something. Like he's just going hard and. Yeah. It's on the director. Honestly, I would just describe it as Michael Schumacher cocked it up is how I would describe
3: it. Joel, and, Schumacher. Uh, He's Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. He's not racing around the studio. Like the maybe,
0: maybe it wasn't directed all that great oh because he was directing while he was racing. Joel Schumacher. Sorry,
1: sorry, apologies <laughs> to Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah, but Schumacher, it, it, it's just like it's like it is a continuation of the Tim Burton universe, which is cool, which I didn't know. It's a sequel to Batman Returns. And it has all the Tim Burton like aesthetic and vibe. And the beginning of the movies actually, I was like, Oh, why does everyone hate this movie so much? And just watch it. The second Robin shows up, the whole movie goes to shit. The second oh, Robin shows
3: wow. up. Wow, that's a bomb. The whole movie bomb. is just Downhill
1: from there, and just continually to go downhill. So I, I do think it goes downhill when he arrives.
0: I, I yeah. agree. Like it's not as good in that's in that last half.
1: Yeah, I would say, or yeah, at least so that last third. The beginning yeah, was yeah. enjoying. The second Robin showed up, it was just. I thought it was just a terrible movie. From terrible movie from that point out, and it's from it goes. So the Tim Burton movies is like dark and sort of Tim Burton aesthetic, and they are campy. We talked about this.
0: Yeah, which but, we didn't realize. Like, we didn't remember so much yeah. at the time. I think Wife Power pointed that out a few times where it's like, I did. But it you did not remember
1: just how campy this was. Yeah. And yeah, this continues it. Absolutely. It moves from campy to schlock, right? And it moves <laughs> to, like, Schumacher has only seen the, like, Adam West Batman. And he's like, I'm going to shoehorn this, this stuff that I saw in the 60s into this Tim Burton universe. And, like, none of it works at all. It was right.
3: like they were checking boxes almost, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no it's
1: like Tim Burton is still campy, but it's still kind of like the dark, like Penguin is not in like a colorful purple suit. You know what I mean? But so they use the Tim Burton aesthetic, but but Joker is uh, like just the costumes they wear and like the way Two-Face's costume is and just everything about...
0: bright purple face. Yeah,
1: like. Everything about the.
0: So a lot of it for you is sort of like the direction they took, or at least partially anyway, is the direction they took with aesthetic and approach to not necessarily just the look, but just the look and feel kind of just didn't. It can't be. It's just right. like letting,
1: letting two face yeah. basically be the Joker, right? Like that's all he is. He's no Essentially. Yeah. That's and a good there point. is reason. also kind of the Joker, you know what I mean? And it's like, it just, their, their whole, their whole scheme makes zero sense. The whole, you watch Riddler go from like nobody to like super villain with a massive lair in like a few days. Like nothing makes, it's just like so over the top, right? Like, <clears throat> I wrote
0: that down too. It all happens very, very yeah, fast. <laughs> it,
1: none of it makes any it just makes <laughs> super sense. But anyways, so yeah, okay. it, I didn't really like it, but there That's was right. some fun, there was some fun stuff. I will, yeah. I will admit at the
0: So I want to I want to start before we get into like the acts itself. I want to talk about how I just when the title screen and the actors names fly across the screen at the beginning, I was just like, I remember being in the movie theater watching this movie. I remember watching it like I I have this title sequence ingrained in my head and I did not remember that I did. And I was like, oh, it's from this movie. (laughs) It was just exactly what i remembered and
3: from then on i was like all right i'm in i'm in let's do this <laughs> i remember i had the soundtrack for this like batman forever and then that i remember that almost more than i remember like the individual beats in the, in the seal movie. man seal. yeah man it, which exactly. i'm
0: surprised at least maybe I, maybe i wasn't listening closely enough but i don't think this song was even in the movie
3: i don't think it was all. either <laughs>
2: No, it was Mike and I touched on it, and then I had it. Then it got me thinking: is the is that song from that one, or is it from the next movie?
3: No, it's Batman Forever. Like that was the soundtrack. But it wasn't. It seal. was nowhere. Yeah, in kiss the movie.
2: from a rose. It's not
0: in the movie at all. So I no. went. Yeah, I went and searched searched online because I did not make it this far in. But it's at the end of the credits, and they play half the song. That's where it is. <laughs> and I was like, "What? This is this is like a huge song." for 95 and 96 it was so so popular and the second you hear it you know you instantly know anyone our age instantly knows what this song is and it's nowhere not the musical part not a a one note from that song is in this movie and i just do not understand that but i think it it helped sell you know soundtracks so it's it is what it is i guess (laughs) Um, okay so from the beginning let's let's start from the beginning in the in the first act um Uh, Wife Power, is there anything that stands out towards the beginning that, uh, that you really liked or didn't like? Or is there anything that you wanted to sort of touch on and we can kind of bounce off that?
2: I really liked the beginning, that first act of the movie. I thought it, hands down, it's the best part of the movie before it goes like off the rails a little bit. Um, The one thing I thought was really cool is for the first little bit, you don't get Bruce Wayne. You just get Batman like you get um, Val Kilmer in the suit. And I really believed it was still Michael Keaton. Like he does such mm. a good like it's like he was recasted. But he still does like a good job of kind of keeping like the same like lip kind of like movements that michael keaton did when he was batman and i honestly loved lip acting
1: by val kilmer i
2: thought val (laughs) kilmer was a great batman i liked him in the suit and i i actually really liked him as bruce wayne too um i thought i think maybe he gets some slack because like obviously like when you're comparing like christian bale's batman to val kilmer's batman it's like he just doesn't get the same caliber movie. So it's like
4: mm-hmm. you're
2: comparing apples to oranges. But in terms of this movie it, and the way that like Batman was portrayed and Bruce Wayne, I, I really like Val Kilmer in this role. Um, I thought he did a really great job. And, and I, it was nice to see Batman be able to move and do some some action scenes and you kind of get it right at the beginning of the movie. So that when I was watching,
0: yeah, when I was watching this beginning, I, I literally thought of all the things you said, especially about the first uh, Tim Burton Batman, how it's like, he doesn't move. He's just, he's basically a potato in a a suit.
2: He couldn't move in the suit. Like he couldn't do anything like he was it was almost like you could have replaced him with a potato and the scene would have played out the exact same way
0: and you know what i was like immediately they decided that that is not happening this time that is no. just no way and it's not perfect i think i think no some of the action it kicks scenes, and yeah, is you slip, slip. like some of the action scenes some of the way that they're shot i don't understand why they're so close up that threw me off where it's just like you know, he's kicking someone or he's throwing them. I, I couldn't quite pick up on some of the things because it was just way too close. But everything that wasn't that was like, oh, they figured this out. Wife Power is going to be happy with this because this is a big improvement over what happened in the, especially in the original 89 Batman.
2: So, huge improvement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I thought about what you were saying about that movie non-stop with this because I was like, is this better? Is this better? It is. It is. She's going to be happy with this. This is awesome.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I do love at the beginning too how almost almost the very first thing you see is the Batmobile and I feel like they're just saying, remember the Batmobile from, from a few years ago? It's back. It's sick, but now it glows, baby. Woo! Fucking 90s. like...
3: <laughs> That's what it felt. It's a downgrade, in my opinion, but you know, there we have
0: it. But it's somewhat similar, and it's like glowing blue. It's just like, yeah, look what we did to that cool Batmobile everyone loved. Now it's super edgy 90s. I thought it was okay, I thought it looked fine, but uh, but things start pretty fast in this movie, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah, I right like in that. the action, yeah. Which at the time watching it, I'm sitting there going, I don't understand, they're not even going to explain who Two-Face is. There's nothing to sort of like build on here. And then I realized that, holy crap, this is a sequel to the other ones, which I completely forgot about. It all, it, it doesn't excuse it, but also, no one knows
3: who Two Face is. He's just they, a villain. They
1: had a Harvey Dent in those other two movies. They just like they did. They just well, they it, did, they, yeah,
3: they recast and yeah. then they made him like half acid base. Yeah, um, <laughs> real acid. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought you know what? Like this movie had a rough start for me. Like it was like, oh no, what are we in for? Because you know the dialogue's kind of cringe. Like, wait, I the, the start person... is
1: worse than the the ending to you? Because like the yeah, the, in yeah, yeah and I, it's because, total opposite. Okay. okay.
3: I have I have reasons for why like this the beginning is like okay I wasn't really remembering two faces like anything memorable at this point point. it's like Tommy Lee Jones really hamming it up he feels like Joker 2.0 and just like less so than but then where we start to talk about the two villains teaming up those two villains for me represent the two sides of the Joker like Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker that worked for me like uh riddler is like what worked about the joker and two faces representing what didn't really work for me about the joker is like very one note very linear very like Ha, ha ha like just doing stupid shit whereas Dude, like he's laughing all the time and shooting <laughs> his
0: gun at the ceiling at every point he can he has a chance to shoot his gun in the air he's shooting it and then he's laughing like, yeah but he shoots <laughs> his gun
3: when when it like and then when it counts he doesn't shoot his gun you know what I mean yeah. it just makes no sense so <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly so I'll take the Joker over Two Face. But where I do sure. start to like it is where we get like Edward Nygma involved and then it becomes like a Jim Carrey movie which is kind of my favorite thing about Batman forever yeah. <laughs> is uh, just the way he portrays the Riddler but uh yeah it did start a little rough like you know Batman falls in a trap and it's like okay what are we doing here like every time there's there's like two or three times in this movie where he falls in a stupid trap and you're just like all right I get that happens in like the 66 Batman and like yes but 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 but, but,
1: the beginning trap that he falls in like Batman being in a trap and like getting the bang fault like that the whole beginning actually I was digging it wasn't before Robin shows up like I said was digging that. It's like this is comic booky. This is cartoony. They're bringing it to the live screen. And you know, it's like Adam West's Batman technology was only so far. So this is like kind of what it would be like now. I think it's a problem shoehorning it into the Tim Burton aesthetic. It looks it mm. looks kind of off. Yeah, it feels but, off. Yeah. But I like the beginning. I actually think the beginning, best part of the movie. I was also like talking to Life Power watching the other. I was like oh, man, these are not this is not as bad as I thought. Why are people hit on this so much? Then when Robin showed up, I was like, OK, I understand. But the beginning was like <laughs> totally fine. And, and I think the Jim Carrey stuff before he puts on the suit is much, much better.
4: Oh, Bruce Wayne.
1: No, that's uh, my name. And you are Nygma Edward
0: Edward Nygma. You hired me personally, just like I tell everyone. <laughs> we've never actually met but your name was on the hiring slip I have it I'm gonna need that handbag Ed oh
4: yes of course I'm sorry it's just that you're my idol work Edward and some people
0: have been trying to keep us apart like, you said it's much much like better.
3: when Topher Grace shows up in Spider-Man 3 yeah, like, everything exactly. from that point on yeah. is just garbage yeah,
1: this, it's Yeah, but I think Jim Carrey's best work comes from before he puts on the Riddler suit because then it gets just, you know,
3: that's fair. For me, it was like, as soon as uh, Jim Carrey starts with his comedy, it's like he carries it through to the end yeah. of the movie. and just, It's just like Jim Carrey riffing every time he's in the room. And, like, I didn't care what else was happening in the movie. I was just like, these are some hilarious Jim Carrey lines that I remember from my... It's the only thing I remember from the film is, like, his lines. Like, that's what I would recite. Like, and then, I, at, I mean, we'll get to
0: it, but then at the end, when he's, like, throwing the little, like, bat bombs around the, the bat cave and stuff, and he's doing he all does these does funny like the jokes... He does, the home run or does the, the like, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's so Sorry, fun. Pitch, I just, yeah. I could watch all of those scenes over and over again. The, the one thing, and the first act, I think um, it, the dialogue bothers me in that first action scene a little bit, but it is what it is. It's mid-90s. That's fine. What I don't understand about this movie overall, and why I don't think I loved Val Kilmer, at least as Bruce Wayne, is because it was always really weird, but like why is this movie so sexual? You called me here for this. The bat signal is not a beeper.
2: Well, I wish I could say that my interest in you was purely professional.
4: Are you Are trying to
0: get under my cape, Doctor?
2: <laughs> a girl can't live by psychosis alone.
0: It's the car, right? Chicks love the car. Every time he's Bruce Wayne, all he's doing is trying to... Have sex with the doctor. That is all that he's doing this entire time. And it's just like everything he says is innuendo. Everything that says back to him is innuendo. And I'm just like, this is weird. And I don't think it's delivered that well, but I don't but know. That's, that's, that's been that's the me.
2: trope in all of them. Like, remember, yeah, we we yeah. touched on it in, or mm-hmm. no, I wasn't in the Penguin one, but I think Mike mentioned it, but it was like, he was so sexually creepy, and I don't in the first
0: it, in eighty nine yeah, In that one he yeah, oh, and, oh, Penguin, and Penguin even was, was creepy yeah,
2: and even Joker in the first one like he was so yeah, so it's like that's kind of been like a a trope through all of these ones is that kind of oh, like man. the
1: dialogue is terrible. Creepy, but that's the best part like, of the movie. She loves Batman. Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know that he is Batman, but he loves her. And it's like, do I tell her like that is the only good part of the movie. I think. To oh, me. I hated it so, so much. Interesting I did not parts like of the it. movie.
3: I struggled through those scenes because, okay, first of all, Batman, his first, I believe his first lines was like, I'll get drive through, which, like, right. Yes, there, it's which is like... amazing. That's <laughs> just setting the <laughs> can standard. I, can I make you a sandwich, I'll get drive through. <laughs> but, like, literally, when he says to her, the car, right? Chicks dig the car. I'm like, oh, man. Like, this is some 90s trash. That was right so here. good.
0: That was such a good, good line, though. It's so bad. But then he says that, and I go, that saved that conversation.
2: It's true though. It's the chicks dig the car. Well, at least that's what that's what guys think at we dig. At least
3: Spider Man is like cool car.
2: That's the trope. it's Like that's what guys think we he's like. He's
3: making
1: a joke. Like he's making. He's joking. He, it's a joke. Oh, I, I know I've he's joking. Yeah. yeah, it
0: definitely it comes across as as him being sarcastic and everything. She's not into sure.
1: the car. She's in. She's in, she's actually. It's pretty deep. Like. She's a psychologist, and she's into him because she knows he's like a right. deeply troubled person. To be dressing like a bat and punching bad guys in the face, and that's what she's into. Uh, he's, he's just joking. It's a car, and she does. It's car. He does
2: yeah. reference it later in the movie. She says, "When like, if we skip ahead, it's like when she starts to pivot and she she's realizing that she actually likes Bruce Wayne, and it's not mm-hmm. that... like."
3: she doesn't know they're the same person but it's like
2: she does mention that it's like she has always she's always been attracted to the wrong kind of man Mm -hmm. and now she feels that she's attracted she's finally attracted to like the right person and and she's like falling in love and blah 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 but it's like we know as the audience, we're like, yeah, you're actually still following yeah. the same pattern <laughs> that you always have.
0: The, the moment I, I will give the character the, the moment that I realized that this was a sequel was when was I think it was just after he says chicks love the car and she goes, do I need a skin? Do I need skin tight vinyl and a whip to get your attention? And I was like, wait,
3: what? Yeah, there were
0: <laughs> like it blew my mind. I was like, "Well, come on, there, really?" There were
3: definitely some choice <laughs> lines in there. There was, some... yeah,
0: it, it it didn't work for me, and sounds like it didn't work for Ian. But it, I I get where where you guys are coming from for for where it went and everything. So, um, I don't know. And, and then I think I think we
3: kind of get to the enigma or Ni- yeah, enigma, like I we guess. get a parallel scene to like if you think about Shrek pushing uh, Selena Kyle at the window, but this time the villain in batman forever is the one doing the pushing and it's enigma becoming the riddler essentially just dis- deciding to continue with his brainwave experiments and push his boss out the window and like everything he was saying was hilarious it's so to me. funny like, man he's just like he's like caffeine will kill you and, like-
0: <laughs> and he just hits him <laughs>
3: yeah and then like everything was a zinger and like when he pushes him out and he's falling down like a waterfall he's like surfs up big kahuna <laughs> he's just like just the judges are gonna have him. to give him give him some points off oh. because he didn't stick the landing like every time he yeah. did like the game show host like persona was like oh it's man so like good. he it's... has a total diva too he's changing his wardrobe every yeah. scene he's in
0: like it was yeah oh, man, especially was in the awesome. third act every time you see him in the third act he's wearing something different yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i I, I'm with you, man. I, I just, this is, I did not expect it to be as much of a Jim Carrey outlet as it actually was. And that's,
3: that's what hundred percent saved this movie for me was, was that. That's just it. I feel like he was actually, it seems like he was given the freedom to kind of just roam around with it mm-hmm. and like do whatever he wanted. So, and you've got like the, there's a lot of like, like you said, Ace Ventura looks, there's a lot of the masks. There's a lot of uh, liar, liar, like just, just pure Jim Carrey from start to finish. As soon as we get sort of introduced. And, you know, he has this infatuation with Bruce Wayne and then ultimately, you know, it's funny after reviewing the Batman and watching that film, like there's actually in a similar way to where I think there's homages to the original Joker in Batman 89 in The Dark Knight. There are homages in um, the Riddlers, in the Batman, like in Paul Dano's performance. Like there are homages back to like how he was like you know, he kind of learns his identity, but then forgets it. Like, he's just, like, all over the place. And, like, there's, there are subtleties in, I think, ca- calling back to the original Riddler, so to speak. And it's a very different portrayal, just like Joker, Jack Nicholson, and Heath Ledger are very different. But it, I think there are some, there's still, like, a through line to, like, the nerd who becomes, like, you know, powerful and, you know, has a good idea that he uses for evil. And, like, just, it, it, and then he becomes smarter throughout this film. Which yeah, it, it all ha-
0: yeah, like we said earlier, I think it all happens a little too quickly when he sort of eventually makes this machine that goes on everybody's TV and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a little too fast, but before I, that, I
3: will say the effects looked cool to me. Like it looked like 3D, like when you're in the theater, but like it was like they were actually pretty good effects for the TV stuff. Yeah, it actually wasn't that
0: bad when it kind of the fish pop out and stuff, especially in that first yeah. scene and everything. Yeah, it actually wasn't too bad. Um, and then we get. uh I don't know, Mike. Is this is this where Robin comes in, or does Robin come in when he goes to the house? Well, he go, he
3: takes he goes on the date, right? He takes he goes on um, the date, yeah. Goes on the date to, to the circus to to
0: to, <laughs> to the fundraising circus.
1: Chase, is it Chase Meridian? Is that yeah? Yeah, that's the name of uh, Nicole Kidman.
3: Like, that whole scene... Okay, here's the thing. I know you're going to go off on the Robin introduction. I think that, like, Rob, Batman and Robin in general in this series is really cheesy, and there's a lot of cheese involved with uh, sort of Chris O'Donnell's Robin character, but I will say this. It started off with good intentions. I think that this scene, the way it unfolds, this sort of origin, it actually works for me. It, it kind of gives me some sympathy towards, uh, like, Dick Grayson's character, but... It just starts to unravel as we head towards the third act, and the way he gets, like, he goes to the man. Like, as soon as he goes to Wayne Manor, it starts to unravel. But I yep, think the story agreed. of him losing his family was heartfelt. And I think agreed. Like, no. it was a good action sequence. I, yeah, I should I, say the circus scene is good. I like the circus
0: his scene. His
1: yeah. origin story is, is, is actually good. Mm-hmm. And they have him in the original costume. I love that. That's a great touch. Something you've seen in a Marvel movie, like his original costume from the comics is like, what he's wearing when he's in the circus—it's not what he's yes. wearing to fight crime, but it's what he's wearing in the circus. Like, oh, that's a great little touch. Makes that sense. You understand the comics, you've read, done your homework, and like, yeah, I put them in that. It's when he like, it's when he gets to the to the manor and he's like yeah. doing kung fu with his laundry. Oh, the laundry the movie scene! Is oh like, my god! The movie just oh. falls off a cliff.
3: Basically. Although I'd rather watch Chris O'Donnell as Robin than Topher Grace as Venom at this point. So.
1: Sure. I mean you're you you're comparing dog shit to horse shit, so like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
2: I think the the big problem with the Chris O'Donnell Robin character is the way that they've they like wrote the character and then the age of Chris O'Donnell didn't match. And I think yeah, that he, he should be the way that they wrote the character and like his dialogue in certain scenes and stuff. I'm sorry. He should not be like a 30 year old man. Like, <laughs> oh, agreed, it, agreed. It really should have been like a like a teenager in that role for it to make sense.
1: Somehow, Robin works in the comics and he's like a cool character. Somehow, but I was reading somewhere someone had this theory that you could never ever ever do Robin in a movie and it it be good. And I actually believe that. Like, Tim, like I think Christopher Nolan did the best job he could, but I think. Having a grown man who dresses like a bat at night and has these psychological problems, adopting a ten or eleven year old kid and putting him in tights and putting him in danger of getting killed will never will never work. Like it's too ludicrous. Well, like,
3: they, the the thing, it's I think Matt Reeves weird. will attempt Robin. I think he can pull I, it up. But I, but, think, but so I yeah. think so too. I think so too. I'm
0: I'm there. I'm there for that to, to try. Based based on what he did with Riddler, I feel like there's some way to, 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 to make change it. it though you're
1: gonna it's oh, not yes. yeah, it's, yeah. it's not gonna be the way to... it's shown in this movie it's not gonna be like he takes an orphan and then starts fighting crime well, he's gonna be in younger i think you know i, I think what
0: yeah i think but i think what you said wife power i think the age actually does make a difference maybe it's not 11 or 12 but maybe it's like you know 16 or 17 not 30 i think that actually does make a difference
2: well um like because we talked about the whole robin thing and then mike brought up the article and like there is a dc show that we watch called titans yeah and Mm -hmm. they do like without spoiling too much they do touch on this kind of like premise of like batman taking in an orphan and then turning him into like a superhero and it and it addresses of like how wrong it actually is yes and like it, it almost portrays like batman almost as like a villain or like a bad guy like just as bad Mm -hmm. like his behavior is like just as bad joker and it's like and i think that's why you can't like titans touched on it because they can do it in that universe but it's like you can't really do it in like the movie universe because it's like it does it does take the batman character and question his like like his um morality compass a little bit of like Mm -hmm. I, we're on like a crazy tangent now, but like no,
0: no, no but it's it's all relevant though. It's yeah, I think relevant, it's relevant. Right? I don't think so because they they ad- they address it in the movie a little bit, but it but it doesn't go that far because they we, can't.
1: We right? love Titans and Titans introduces Robin, but he's 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 already Nightwing, so he's already grown up. And Batman in the movie is the villain. That's the only way you could do Rob. I don't think you could have a Batman as the hero with a twelve year old kid in tights fighting putting his life in danger alongside him. I would love to. If Matt Reeves can pull it off, I will like bow down. But I don't think it can be done. <laughs> I think it's I, a. Fl- I, I, some of the I look forward to him trying. trying to it. Yeah, it's well. like you can't
2: do it. I, I don't.
1: I think he should just avoid it and keep telling cool Batman stories. This is what I think he should do. But hey, if he can you do know it, what? then I'll, kudos I'll talk to him.
3: about how I feel about Robin because I mentioned I like the origin story. I like the way they told this like through an action set piece, and I think it works. It just starts to unravel when he gets back to the Manor. But w- during that action, like you got Bruce Wayne, he's got a real problem. He's got Two-Face and he can't, he doesn't have his Batman nothing, right? He can't, like, and I think it's a testament to this film that like in most movies during the 90s, 80s, whatever, like he would have somehow gotten into the suit. Like they did a whole action set piece where it's Bruce Wayne fighting. I thought that was actually a really good quality to this okay, sort of middle sequence. The only problem with that is that... Like he's yelling, Harvey, I'm Batman, and no one can well, hear you. That. That, that so yeah, yeah there's that, he's, oh, I'm
0: Batman, and what, no one can hear you? Well, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. Um, but also, all of a sudden, Bruce Wayne, which no one would know that he knows all these fight moves, is in the middle
3: of the entire tent. Doing Trust me, this. it does beg more questions than what it does. I just think it right. like it wasn't like the typical choice. The typical choice would he would have squeezed out of there somehow and gone. Yeah, him. yeah, he would have just showed up ten seconds later in the um, suit. And yeah, it gives it cool. gives Robin a chance to shine, right? Because like he's showing his origin and like being a hero. Um, but then like yeah, it does unravel because he says this is where i think it's stupid like the writing would have been great if he made the choice because it's like bringing another orphan in you can understand the symbology there but it's actually commissioner gordon who's it's got to be the worst commissioner gordon in all of the batman films right because like he's 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 like consistent in those three maybe four films he's in all four but yeah. he's but he doesn't do anything like it, it's no, literally like it's not like you know the the renditions that were used to like gary oldman and uh, jeffrey Wright. At, at
0: one point the bat signal isn't even turned on by him in this yeah.
3: movie and it's like what but this but this is what i'm saying so he says to him bruce you're gonna need to take him in when he said that i'm like oh man they couldn't have just made it his decision like it couldn't have been bruce's oh, yeah. decision they had to give commissioner gordon a line and have him introduce the idea to, like why not have him bring him in that would make so much more sense." And for the even- story.
1: Dick becoming Robin is all Alfred's idea. It's like, that's the only, that's, that's because they, they must've had this discussion of like, we can't have this grown man, choose to put this kid's life in danger like that's just psychotic so it's like oh that's going to be alfred's idea you know alfred's going to nudge him and be like you know what i mean it just it was also bad each, though yeah they it just give each other better. a little look and he's like yeah,
0: yeah tempt, him, tempt him with gas because yeah. gas prices in 1995 were super high so let's uh yeah. <laughs> let's
1: do that alfred saw him doing the laundry and was like whoa this kid could fight
0: <laughs> well, look at I the way say- he sque- he mopped the floor after he squeezed that sweater
3: with his toes. (laughs) (laughs) I will say to Batman's credit, they look like they did sway him success almost successfully away from the whole I kill people vibe of the first two Burton films. Yeah. yeah. But like they did it to a point and then we'll we'll touch on it towards the end. But I I think they almost successfully kind of brought him out of that no killing vibe. Um but yeah like he's you know he's he doesn't want to involve obviously Robin and he's going off and doing his thing. He gets into another uh, altercation with Two Face, which is a whole thing. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. I was laughing when the uh, Batmobile did the slide, the, the side slide, and she's like, slowly. That, that was ridiculous. Way. How about the how about the Batmobile going up a? Fucking building Well, yeah. <laughs> there's that. Well, there's that because you see Batman using his grappling hook at any given chance. But this is my point about the trap at the beginning. That kind of pissed me off. it's like he goes in there to get the guy when he could have just like yanked him out easily. And like, like that. That's that's kind of where it was going with that. But like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think um I, th- I think t- you were saying before
0: that that Two Face doesn't use his guns, but at this point he does. Because he's shooting down all the barriers where all the rocks sort of fall on him, and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So, like he's got like this sort of like rocket launcher thing that looks like a a Nerf gun, basically, but it but it fires rockets. Also, I all know. I
3: could think about was the Dark Knight in the tunnel with the rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: not far off. Yeah, um, and uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, I guess Robin at that point shows up. That it's it's fine, it's fine, but it's just like a super nitpick. But it's like. When he saves them, of course, where his arm goes down into the rocks to save them is exactly where Batman's arm is, so he can pull oh, him yeah. out. <laughs> so he knows exactly where his arm will be, and also he's he only swooped in like a there. Robin. Yeah, he's only hanging there by like a, by a rope, and he just yanks this 250 pound guy up by one arm. It's like holy crap, man! There's no way you're that strong. <laughs> also, with the rocks pulling him down, it's like okay. All right, I I know it's campy, it's a nitpick, it's
3: fine, but it's he, like I don't. Believe he accomplished for a the death drop, which was really just a death swing, and there you go. So he could do <laughs> right? anything. There now. you go. <laughs> but uh, but then we get um, we the get Riddler. Robin begging, begging oh. to be a part of it. True. Oh, what did I miss? What did I miss? No, Let's no, see. you're right. You're right. He he wants to be get in on the action now that he's like Save Batman. But that was the thing that weirded me out was he immediately yelled at Robin. <laughs> Didn't you say like what? The, what did you think you were doing? Or something? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but then Robin wants to be Bat Boy or Nightwing. He says, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I like that. That's a it's a simple thing. I did like
1: that too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I wouldn't. I definitely would not have figured that out at the time. Um, so I like how he actually just. It seems like he just pulls it off the top of his head, and I was like, that's a good little nod there to the character. So I don't know.
3: One, one redeeming thing that uh, that Robin has. <laughs> I uh, I like the other, the Riddler scene when he's watching sort of like, he's he's trying to come up with his name. Yes. And he's like, the puzzler. Like, the puzzler. Like, <laughs> what did he say when he's in army fatigue? He's like, kill master. Uh, <laughs> uh, Captain, Captain kill. Captain kill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so like that that whole like sort of him trying to find his look was, was decent. And then I think they have their... Um, like their meeting, right? They meet. Their meet up at uh, Two Faces Crib. Yes, which I completely forgot that Drew Barrymore was in this movie
0: and Debbie—is it Mazur or Mazar or whatever—that play? Uh, yeah, like
3: Sugar and Spice. She's Sugar and Spice. Uh, like De- Deborah Mazar or whatever is from um, Oh Entourage. She, like Shana. she's in tons of things. Yeah, yeah. So she's great. I mean, they're they're both great actresses, but it's just like. Oh, Very weird roles for them, but obviously early roles
0: for them. I too. guess in, you know, 20, 25, 26 years ago, I guess that, that kind of makes sense. But If you
3: think about it, Scream was in 96 and Drew Barrymore just had the opening scene. So she was kind of coming up. Oh, yeah, that was 96. And I didn't realize this until I looked up the cast,
0: uh, the casting. But John Favreau is in this movie. John Favreau is one of Bruce Wayne's assistants when they go meet uh, Nygma. For the first time, he's just like standing in the background. Happy
3: Hogan's secret origin,
0: yeah, exactly in the DC universe.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's just sort of sitting
0: there, which which is I think just before or just after Swingers
3: happens. So it's sort of like right when right when Swingers was in '96, yeah, was '96, yeah. So there you go. So he would have been like, you know, probably done it by then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He would have been finished
0: and probably shot it around the same time. Um, Okay, wife power. We have the sort of the start of all this third act and Robin stuff. Um, Mike has some strong feelings about it. How, how do you feel like they sort of storm the front, I guess, in this third act in the action scene? Did, did you, did you find it all right?
2: Before I get to that, I just want to make yeah. one note about the second act and it's the scene where Robin steals the Batmobile and goes on his little like joy yes. ride. Yes, forgot okay. about that. And I thought this, that
3: was from Batman and Robin. I literally thought that this
2: scene. See, no, I think they have a very similar scene in Batman and Robin, and that's where the he finds Alicia Silverstone's character in the same kind of environment. But it brought so much nostalgia for me because all I could think of was glow in the dark miniature putt. <laughs> that is that is it was like that whole scene was filmed in a in a glow-in-the-dark mini putt like <laughs> um location like that's just that's all i can think of. they just booked I, that
0: for the afternoon yeah, yeah
2: they just booked a, a mini putt for the afternoon they filmed they put up some scaffolding and they they filmed that whole scene but it's like that's all i can think of when i was watching i was just like this this is this is like high school friday night's at at the mini putt so that's hilarious I just had that's to get it. that in there because it just that made me like laugh That it's like that's all the whole time I don't even know what happened during that scene because just that's just all I could think about
0: because you were just um, hitting hole in ones in your mind while you were watching yeah. it the whole time just crushing those, the score those
2: mini putt courses were awesome they were like the they best. were just so much fun <laughs> I can't believe they don't exist like anymore today like if we have any young kids listening to this podcast, like this, you're missing out on the the glow in the oh, dark. Oh, it's maybe, better than being outside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows
3: you got a mini putt yeah. indoor. <laughs> Especially when the, the ball in the dark. And in the dark.
2: When yeah. your shoelaces would blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I was yeah, you say. choose your
0: ball color. It's either fluorescent pink, green, blue or yellow like that's and it. And your
2: club too your club would be like a funky color. <laughs> anyway, on to No, the- no.
0: But it, it's it, I completely forgot about that scene, but I actually thought that and I and I don't think this is true, but I actually thought that the woman that he saves is Alicia Silverstone. I thought it was her. Cuz it looks oh, like Yeah,
3: some similar,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, she looks very similar. And I don't I don't know necessarily that's what they're going for on purpose, but I was like, "Oh, is that her? That would be really cool." And then, it, and then she kind of just runs off off screen, and then you don't yeah. see her again. So, I guess no. That I think happens when we watch the next, watch film, the
2: next we'll movie, that. I think we're going to notice that that exact scene plays over again. Right the only difference is that he now has the Robin costume.
3: Well, I can't yeah, wait because I, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I hope that is the case because yeah. uh, White Power, when you brought this scene up, it reminded me like he gets mad at Batman and he's like he wants to kill Two-Face, well, kind of understandably, but that kind of sets up some issues. I think that this movie has kind of <laughs> carrying that through to the end. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's some interesting writing choices in this movie. The, sure. the funny thing
0: about about the end when you, when you sort of get towards the scene is that they realize that the island isn't real and somehow that's a dialogue that they have to like explain
3: for some reason. Wait, I guess because it lifts not above real? the water? No, I kind of love that line. Are you talking They're talking <laughs> about Robin's line? No, yeah, I have like when, with that
1: line.
0: Have when they reach when they reach the island, he's like there's holes in it or something like No, that. no, dude, dude. Nah, dude, dude you dude. messed up. Chill for a second. Yeah, <laughs> okay, let's let's come back to that line. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Let's let's start by just kind of leading up to the third act. So you got your like
2: <laughs> the I got, battleship. I got too you excited. Sunk my battleship. <laughs> yes,
3: oh, yes. The, the, the whole battleship th- thing was hilarious. The
1: third act, I will say, the third act, fucking disaster. Just disaster. <laughs> just, just just like a terrible movie, basically. Like, take, you know they what I mean?
2: Take it too far.
1: Yeah, it's, they go. They go. They they go to wacko. Way too far. They go nonsense. to like like. It's all unbelievable, obviously, the superheroes, super villains, but there has to be some believability at some point. It's to the point where you have they're like setting off bombs playing playing battleship. But it's like, how do they know there's no radar even to show you the ship is Then it's like the ship blows up and whatever they fall out of the ship. And they have henchmen in the water where yes. they're blowing up
3: bombs. Yes. So, like, what's going on? It's just
1: like, it's
3: unbelievable. He's like, it's so 12 hit, and my favorite vitamin, I might add. <laughs> and,
1: and Batman shoots himself as a torpedo out of the ship.
0: And he, he he doesn't he's, have it's, he's he the shoots torpedo. Out. He, shoots
3: yeah. it, he is the torpedo.
2: He is the torpedo. I mean, he nets everyone
3: else like they could just drown for all I care. <laughs> but. I don't know. It's like it goes to Crazyville. Like
1: it, it, yeah. second, it already is Crazyville. Before Crazyville, there's uh, some
3: some choice like things that happen. Like Riddler gets him to fall for going into his machine at the gala. Yes, like yes. he he um he gets pieces of his mind. So now we got two face and Riddler know who he is. We didn't even talk like,
1: about the main sort of villain. So always a big part in Batman is the villain's plan, right? The main villain's plan. Batman begins. Or Batman begins. Batman begins. The Christopher Nolan franchise, I think, has the best sort of Batman plans.
3: Okay, but what is Joker's plan? In- yeah, like- that's what I'm
1: saying. If- the, but the Tim Burton ones—they're ridiculous. But in this one, like, what he's stealing brainwaves—that's the plan. He's stealing people's or manipulating people's brainwaves. But it's 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 just nonsense like it's just nonsense i don't know man. there's media
3: moguls are doing it to us right now but man. It, no but it it it, it doesn't <laughs> it's ahead actually of its time, mike <laughs>
1: like there's no payout, like there's no payoff it's like it's making me quote-unquote smarter or something like i'm stealing the bears and becoming smarter but it's like it never shows you what he does with it or what why why 2 Face wants it he puts it on 2 Face. 2 Face is like loving it. it's like a drug or something basically yeah it's not explaining like it's not it's not explaining that it's actually making them smarter like if they just and then it's like yeah they figure out who batman was but that's because they read his brain so if it's like we're gonna read everyone's brain and figure out who batman is i would get that but it's like no we're stealing their power we're becoming smarter and my 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 uh riddles are getting harder to solve or something like i don't understand <laughs> like what is going on it makes it's so stupid it's yeah not,
0: it's it's a little bit it's forced, for sure. They try to find lines that they say, like, oh, it's making me smarter, or yeah. to, to sort of
1: justify it. There's nothing there. It's, it's the most paper-thin villain plan that could ever be. Like There's absolutely nothing there
0: at all. It's the evil for the sake of being evil, right?
1: But they don't actually show him becoming smarter. They don't show Two-Face becoming smarter. It doesn't mean anything. That's what I'm saying. Well, they don't have any chance
0: anything. to. They don't have any opportunity to. Like, it, like they, they needed... It's a two-hour movie, but it's almost like they needed more time. I don't disagree.
1: No, it's just bad. It's just badly written. It's just like, what does Joker? What is? What does the Riddler do? He's the smart bad guy. Oh, he steals people's smarts. It's like, but what? Okay, what does that mean? People's smarts. I don't know what it means. It's we will defeat him before we have to, you know, figure it out. Like.
3: I do put the Burton films above this one, but what I will say is, uh, when we talked about Batman Returns, actually, it was Sean from Nerds of the Old Republic who said, "Oh, the campiness of these films like ramps up and kind of leads into this movie kind of nicely." Like when I when I remember Schumacher being like, "Yeah, it's really cheesy, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever," but like it does escalate from one through four. Like it just gets cheesier and campier as it goes. Like there's like it's just like a steady incline, and it's like. But you can see it at the end of like, you know, throughout Batman returns, you could see that kind of like cheesy gadgets and all this stuff. And they just kind of just keep hamming it up each time from Batman forever to Batman and Robin. But I, I don't know. I kind of dug it with this one. We'll see if it w- works for Batman and Robin. Probably. Not. Yeah. I, I I think the middle, I do think Jim section, Carrey carries the film for me.
0: Yeah. I think the middle section of this movie is actually great. I think it's hilarious. I think it makes sense. And uh, at least as much as it can make sense based on the plot of the villains and, and their and their scheme. But uh, but, you know, that that's fine. That that middle section to me is is great. I, I think that saves the movie and it is definitely prime Jim Carrey. And that's why like I, I'm just going to I will just com- continue to go back to that point because I think that that is exactly what this movie is about, whether that was the intention or not. I don't know, but that's what saves this movie, and that's what makes it for me. And, you know, you get some of that in that third act, but it's all sort of meshed into the sort of weird, not so great written third act that is just, yeah, like Mike said, just no. Well, that's not, that's honestly why I wanted to
3: dial it back to the act too, because the it ends with them ransacking Wayne Manor and knowing who he is. So like that whole right. action sequence leading into the third act is pretty crazy. And that's where we get like some really bad dialogue. I think Riddler says, like, spank me at one point, and then joygasm. <laughs> yeah. Joygasm. Like, a lot of just like yeah. random words and stuff. But uh yeah, I mean, the third act is not my favorite of the three acts, but it does kind of come to a head. Like, I think before we started recording, I, I compared it to like X Men. Like, it just comes to like the island at the end. And that's the other thing. Gotham lost its flavor as a character because they just confirmed that it's New York City in this trilogy. Yes. Like oh my gosh like, it's, it's New York, York City. York. There's we're going to two-face uh, Statue of Liberty now. Like it's literally the Statue of Liberty but it just happens to say Gotham on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I'm like okay, so we had lazy. Gotham as a character and now it's New York. Like I'm, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. I guess you could say that, but it's like yeah. And I, I don't know. I and I think honestly that that third act is
0: just um or at least the th- the last 20 minutes. I don't know. It, it just feels just a like a way to wrap it up, right? Like, it's just a it's just a way to wrap it up. And I think that's the problem. Exactly. Like that's that's the issue. Yeah, it's, it's like ter- you have to choose. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You have to choose between the lady that you may or may not love but, and want no, to go on like, a
1: second date with. Or there's logistical guy. problems. It's like Batman is like inside first of all, where the hell did this big tower come from? And like a day or whatever that makes no sense all the whole infrastructure of it all anyways then it's like batman (laughs) is inside he's like going through the traps or whatever he's like batman solving traps but then it's like two two faces
0: (laughs) he's batman solving traps
1: yeah two faces outside fighting robin two faces and robin terrible which is terrible at the same time batman's inside but and then by the time batman makes it to the top robin is in a cage (laughs) <laughs> right?
3: It makes no sense. Well no, it's it's cause how it's because of how two-face towards him, really. No, but how does he
1: at they're fighting like Batman's doing the trap thing getting to the top of the tower while Two-Face is outside fighting Robin? By the time Batman makes it to the top, Two Face somehow. Yeah, Two Face just has Robin. A into the tight the, the nothing makes sense it's like throw no, all logic out sense. the window completely It's
2: a whole hot mess they even have the cages are like on opposite sides of the room Yet they fall down the same hole.
0: Yeah. yeah they do. Nothing. You're right. <laughs> it's no
2: one like, was he'd...
3: giving into him. going to fall yeah. through the hole. Both of them. That's the riddle. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Both. And, fall,
1: and he saves them and they fall forever. And it's like, it's just yeah. so oh, They fall terrible. for like a full two minutes. Oh, pretty pretty amazing God. double save if you ask me. Yeah, I guess so.
2: But they fell from two different Look, loca- it yeah, yeah it's it was, just, it,
0: it, was it makes no sense
2: <laughs> i also love the whole like how he defeats the riddler is him just being like look what i have in this hand <laughs> oh, but what about what's in this hand and it's just like,
1: and it's like blows everything up and there they're just like i'm beating yeah. through about with around. a
3: riddle <laughs> he defeats him with a riddle though blind as no. a bat
1: it wasn't with a Like I will Joker, say, Joker I, got the
3: riddle. He just threw his. No, the riddle was battery.
2: just to distract him yeah. while he got his. It made no sense.
3: I will say this: I do prefer the riddles in this movie to the, even the ones in the Batman, just because they were so like obvious riddles, and we had so many of them, and they were just like. No, the riddles were know, good. The riddles yeah.
1: themselves were good. They were hard to get. They were good. They were good. But like to to, to defeat to to win the whole third act by just like. Throwing a battering into some area that's not been explained or anything, and it just blows the up. The riddle is what it
3: was. What threw the Riddler off because he needed to get the riddle. What well, like, well, he got, it, was- it didn't throw him off. He got it instantly. No, I know, but like the whole the whole riddle aspect of it got him excited. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was like, the whole
0: like taste of your
3: own medicine thing. Yeah.
1: No, it it basically was stupid.
0: <laughs> so like, well, the,
3: the whole third act was stupid. But like, uh, I don't know. I think like, we all agree it was pretty dumb. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> he didn't even need the riddle. He could just throw in the batter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, none of it made sense. It was not.
0: He's he's standing there for five minutes, doesn't throw anything, yeah. and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I have a riddle about bats. I need to use it. <laughs> like he just, it's just
1: because he like it's just because he like turned out the lights he's like blind as a bat yeah like it kind of like <laughs> was that reason right like it was like i it was like uh it fit the whole i'm turning out the lights with my
3: batarang uh, yeah it just had to fit in yeah okay <laughs> <Exactly>. so <laughs> i want to talk about just right when they get to the island i gotta do this line justice because dave you yes. mentioned earlier holy rusted metal batman <laughs> this yes. is his line yes so come on how can you not love that line the only thing I will say is, I thought that if it had been done today, they wouldn't have had another line following it up to explain the fact that it was a they, holy. So,
1: obviously, if you know the 66 Batman, holy, whatever Batman, Batman is holy the line. back in my day, Batman. Yes. And it, 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 that line pissed me off because he goes, Holy rusted metal Batman, which is fine. Then Batman's like, What? And he's like, Oh, it's a. Whole, it's this isle, whole island is made of metal it's but it's hollow no one says holy like filled with holes it's holy it's it's
3: like it, it's it could have just left it at the line and it would have just been
1: fine. done yeah just do the holy rusted metal metal batman people that get it will get it don't do the extra explanation that doesn't even make sense like that's yeah that's the movie in that show just basically. just say
0: it and leave it yes. you know like yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> and then i guess the um the non post credit post credit scene is
3: like pre credit like just like going to
0: Arkham Asylum is kind of what that is I feel like that's what they were going for but that's what reminded me of the Batman too like that whole thing yes yeah yeah actually very similar yeah I I thought it was hilarious I thought they they draw it out and they really make it seem like like he's still gonna have it in him and he's gonna tell he's gonna
3: say out loud that he remembers that he's Batman and (laughs)
0: he's Yes.
3: Well, so let's I talk about that because makes. we're talking about a movie. They wanted to keep making these movies. So as long as they're making yeah. money, they're gonna make a sequel. They probably would have gone and made ten of them if Batman and Robin is so trash. So when he comes to or sorry, she I thought it was Batman actually, because of the Batman, like my memory mm-hmm. thought okay, he's gonna go there. But it's um, you know, it's uh what did we say? Chase. Dr. Yeah. Chase Meridian goes. And when this happens, it's very similar to the Batman, but also like This is now explaining why we don't have villains who know who he is, which brings me back to Two-Face. They killed him off in a similar fashion to Joker, where I was just saying how much credit the movie got for him not wanting to kill people. And the whole thing behind Robin was that he wanted to kill Two-Face and Batman said, no, don't do it. It will lead you down a dark path. Don't worry, I'm going to do it for you. That was the worst part of the movie for me. Because that undercut everything they were building towards. Yeah, it undercuts it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's the
0: problem. They they work. They 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 take at least a couple of scenes and a couple of chances of dialogue back and forth between them, and then they just sort of leave it you know like they just sort of blow it up and it just doesn't really make sense
3: well, why they did that i literally wrote down when robin like okay so he throws the coins up which is a clever move whatever it makes him yeah. fall yeah. but then robin's looking at him like i hate you like wouldn't robin be so pissed at batman for robbing him of like the vengeance part of it yeah or maybe that's part of this quote-unquote growth part is that it's okay but also at
0: the same time he's dead anyway so it's like but he's What's like
3: you spent this whole movie telling me not to kill him and you just went and killed him and like you it's... just went and
0: did it yeah yeah although he did have a chance earlier to just leave him at the edge of the island and 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 saved him so that's it bit him in the ass a, that's, yeah that's very much a batman moment though where he sort of saves the guy instead of letting him fall so i kind of i kind of get that but
3: then yeah then he ends up in the cage like Thirty seconds later, somehow. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a them again explaining why we don't want to have anyone who knows who he is. It's like yeah. just don't write yourself in that corner. Then it's like you know. It, but now it, she knows, and
0: that doesn't get explored further. I don't think in Batman and Robin. I so. can't wait to review Batman and Robin. I, can't I we're wait go off
3: on this thing. I I can't wait to
0: watch them skate at the beginning of that movie. And skate around that scene at the beginning. I just can't wait.
3: Here's my hope. In the way that Jim Carrey stole the show from me in Batman Forever, I really yes. hope I get on board with Arnold in Batman and Robin. Just give I, that to me.
2: I
0: think it'll be similar, but in a, in a slightly I don't different think he's, way. I don't
2: think he's the star of that one. I think, I think you're right. Poison Ivy takes it home. That's what I remember. I remember her, like, I remember the movie being absolute trash, except Mm -hmm. for Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy.
0: See, I I see that. I don't remember her. I remember her obviously being Poison Ivy, but I don't remember anything she does in that movie. I, that movie to me, this is like anyone that's listening to this. Like we just have not watched this movie yet. It's going to be next up on our, our reviews and everything. But I don't remember anything that she does or says in that movie at all. All I remember about that movie is the opening scene or close to the opening scene where they're skating around in Mr. Freeze's area, lair, I'm whatever you want to call it. I'm telling
1: you, it. I will be surprised. Batman, oh, nice. If, I will actually be surprised if it's worse than this movie. Than, than Fred Really?
0: Oh, I'll I, be surprised. Ge- I I am looking forward to the fact that it's going to be worse.
3: Yeah, I'm well, counting on it just kind of taking a dive. I agree. Wow. I already but, thought yeah. it was going to happen like 10 minutes into this movie. And I- mm-hmm. Me and Ian are very much on the same page.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I can't believe that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Just if we're wrapping it up, I'll just say the watching this movie, like, I didn't enjoy the movie, but it made me appreciate the Batman movies that we get that we're getting now and that we got with Nolan. Oh, it definitely. Because I love Batman as a character from the comic Mm -hmm. books. I'm a comic book fan. And to me, like, the Tim Burton movies were okay in doing the Batman character justice. To me, this movie is a travesty And the next probably Batman Robin, It's like a travesty to the cool character the comic books depict. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that like when I was a kid, this is the Batman movie I watched. It's kind of sad because it's nothing. It's nothing like what makes the Batman character in the comics special and a cool character. Right. Yeah, I, so, I guess so I guess that's, my yeah, that's why I'm so harsh on it. Right. Because I love that yeah. character. I have such. Such a finish. So
0: character. I I love but Batman. He's like my he's always been like my favorite comic book character, and it was always the comics that I bought, mm-hmm. even though I had very few comics growing up. And this might be blasphemy, man, but I had more fun watching this movie than both the Tim Burton movies. I just, but it, it doesn't have a lot to do with Batman. It has a lot to do with Riddler and Jim Carrey. Like that is really, I just love what he did around this time. And To me, I had more fun and maybe I was just expecting to just have a goofy, campy, fun time in this movie and I went into the Tim Burton movies expecting something darker and more gritty and more grounded and that's not really what I got because it was more campy than we remember. But I don't know that Batman and Robin is going to be that great but this movie, I don't know man. I had more fun with 80% of this movie than I did with I would say, most of the Tim Burton movies.
1: I, I, I definitely disagree with you on that one, to be honest. Listen,
3: we're, we're definitely going to do a Batman film ranking, but I will say this. For the four movies that seem like they're connected, and I know we haven't reviewed Batman and Robin officially, I know that I order them similar to how the Matrix films in release order. So I go 89, then Batman Returns, then Batman Forever, and then Batman and Robin, and that's just how it feels to me but like at the same time i still enjoyed i got much more nostalgia out of batman forever than i expected to get and i, I still enjoyed it for that yeah period. i think that's probably yeah. clouding my judgment as well yeah. so yeah. that's that's kind of where i'm at with it but like i you know i'm sure well, i'm gonna have a blast watching batman and robin and seeing where it lands <laughs> But like, i'm excited yeah exactly <laughs> so I, I think the batman rewatch has been worth it for sure
0: yeah Wife power, you're, you're you're in on on the journey so far, I assume.
2: Yep, I'm along for the ride. I like the Batman movies. I um I always have, and and I like that um universe. So I I I love these movies growing up. So it's it's definitely something that's fun to rewatch. So. I, All right, we
0: got one left. We got one left. If you're listening to this, um, we have one left in our sort of recap of the movies and then yeah i think at the end of batman and robin um we'll sort of rank maybe all of them we might just you know we'll include all of them and just sort of go from there i think that's a good thing to kind of to kind of go at too because you know we've watched all the all the other ones so we'll uh yeah let's go let's 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 uh let's confirm that we'll do a bit of a batman ranking when we do batman and robin as well so um mike we also have um the results from our 1997 summer movie wager as well we went back 25 years to um, please tell me we... there's an
3: announcement
0: coming in this <laughs> please <laughs> not yet not yet um we have uh, we ranked our what we thought topped the box office in 1997 we'll have our guesses and then uh, maybe by the time you're listening to this maybe not we will also have a review of the movie that the winner is going to choose for Um, what everyone is going to be watching and, uh, and the results in the same episode. So that is upcoming as well. But until that time, Mike, this whole preamble is to just say, where's everyone finding all our stuff online?
1: Yep. You can keep up with us on social media at day back in on basically all of the major social media platforms. And the podcast is called back In my day. Find it on your podcast app of choice. And we have a Patreon patreon.com slash back in my day where we do a lot of bonus content. We review all of the uh, Disney plus shows or recap all the Disney plus uh, Marvel and Star Wars shows over there. So check us out. If you can't support us on Patreon, we appreciate if you could, you know, go to any of the uh, podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, leave a five-star review. That helps.
0: That's it. That's everything. Thank you everyone for listening. And thank you everyone for watching this movie along with us. And uh, we'll catch you at Batman and Robin. We'll catch you in 1997. And we'll also catch you at the end of the summer with a 2022 summer movie wager results as well.